Welcome to this week in Skiza Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How we doing, Coach? You know, we're doing okay. We got the the sicknesses heading around right now, so I got I'm at home today, recording from the uh, the in home studio, also in my go. kitchen. Um, and uh, got three three sick ones in the back room that have been tempted with the episode of Bluey to please be quiet while we while we record. So nice. Um, Bluey is my favorite show. I'm not gonna lie. Like my, if I could be as good a dad playing with the kids and imagination as him, I, I yeah. would be dad of the year. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry that your kids are sick. We're going through it too. Of course, we talked yesterday. I was home with mine too. The flu's going around, streps going around. And it's probably affecting a lot of basketball games right now, too, to be perfectly. It probably honest. is. Yeah, for sure. Well, as we get started, I know so this week we're really focusing on the girls' basketball, girls' side mm -hmm. of basketball. So we're gonna try to go through the regions a little bit, try to, you know, clarify, talk about rankings, and also talk about individual players um that are that are having some good years and some good stats. But yesterday or I guess yesterday, yesterday, the talk, I guess it came out yesterday, the day before. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So the meeting that people wait for every year, every two years, the athletic, skis athletic committee met and have, they've done their preliminary reclassification report. I guess that's the technical term. Yeah. So I think that got kind of released to the athletic directors. So as far as in the coaching world, that's what all the buzz and phone calls were for about a good 24 straight hours. That's pretty much all that yeah. coaches were talking about. Uh, we're not going to go into that right now because yeah. just so you guys kind of know, and Rip, you correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes you know way more about this stuff than I do. Um, so these are these are presented to the athletic directors, and now the athletic directors will have an opportunity to go back and basically just make appeals. Is that yeah. kind of what you're saying? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. So so basically at this point, the you know, the the way Skiza does it, and, and I don't mind, I think we can talk about this part of it. Um, you know, Skiza um Sorry, I got. I don't know if you hear. Can you hear that noise when it comes through on Max Preps? I can't, man. Okay, it just drives me crazy. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they always have little pop up videos that pop I up. Exactly I for yeah. getting, getting ready, and I'll start popping up and playing some ad they have on on there. Anyway, sorry. Um, but no. So so Skiza goes through, and they 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 do the classifications based on obviously enrollment numbers. Uh, Football is done a little bit differently because it's just boys' numbers, whereas all sports is your all sports number. Um, all your all enrollment. And then they kind of go back once they see the numbers and add the names in. So they kind of do it blind-ish to start, um, where they don't have um, even names on the boards. It's just they have, you know, numbers. They go, all right, here's the top 15 schools. Here's the top next 20, next 20, whatever it might be. And then from that, like you said, there is an appeals process because there are years where, where you'll have schools that – you may have somebody who's in Spartanburg and they're the closest region game for them is in Orangeburg. Okay. Well, maybe there's an appeals process there, or maybe there's a school that's got a special situation with, um, with enrollment numbers. They have, you know, a high level of foreign exchange students or students that can't play sports for a different reason. And they can make appeals based on that. And so that's kind of, there usually aren't a ton of appeals. I don't think that are quote upheld. <clears throat> if you say it that way. Uh, but it does give the schools a chance to say, hey, hold up, we'll explain this. And then usually what happens is Mike will go to them and say, well, here's why. They go, oh, OK, well, that makes sense. Then. You know, I mean, you know, you grew by this many kids last year and these two schools didn't. So now you're bigger than them. Oh, didn't think that. OK. Yeah. A lot of times it doesn't. And I say this, people are like, how's your team look next year? I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't matter how good yeah. I am. It's how good everybody else is sometimes. You know, yeah, I mean, true. that matters. I mean, so um, so yeah. we would. But just, to, you know, kind of without divulging any information that might change there, there's definitely some shakeups you you know we've heard and you and i talked about this pre-show um 
you know, about schools that have been growing and you keep hearing, hey, these schools are really growing. These schools are really growing. And then, bam, obviously, yeah. they finally, you can see it. They've grown, you know. And, and I, yeah, now they're, now they're grown. They're no longer growing. They've grown. For right. Sure. And, and there's some there's some jumps on some schools. And I'm curious to see how that's going to work out for, for all the sports. Mm -hmm. And then you got some schools that just didn't necessarily probably didn't lose kids, but but possibly gone down in classification because of the other the growth of other schools, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll report on that as um as it gets more information. But let's let's do our girls justice and let's let's jump into the girls and we're gonna start with one A, um girls basketball and um I know last night and I don't have all my resources with me. I'm trying to think who had a big win. I think it was Cambridge had a, a big girls win yeah. over Richard win, and that was a, a real big win for um for those ladies and I was going to talk a little bit about the regions and, and in region one you have Charles Collegiate, Crown Leadership, Faith Christian, Holly Hill, Jeff Davis, and Ridge Christian. Now we play Charles Collegiate and they're really young. They don't have a lot of size, but their guard play is, is really going to be strong. And, and like I said, they're really young. They have a guard named Victoria. Um I won't say it's pronounced right. I apologize. Vuyev, I think it's V U Y Iv and Emily Easterly. Okay. Last year they averaged 17 and 15 points as eighth rooks, you know, on varsity last year. And um, I know wow. um Victoria, she scored like 25 against us. I mean, they can really play and they have they have three guards that, that are good players. So Link Charles Collegiate in region one, even though their overall record's not great. We talked about them. Bud Walpole is their coach, and he does a really good job. They run a lot of good stuff. But I think they definitely are a leader in that region and, and have an opportunity to be a final four team, depending on their draw. And um Next region, you have Conway Christian, Low Country Prep, North Myrtle Beach, and St. Elizabeth. And there's really not a whole lot of information, Rip, that I've found on these teams. And, you know, that, I'm going to say it makes it hard. It's just, you know, I can't can't help a whole lot on that. Um, and then the, the next region, Community Christian, Curtis Baptist, Reagan Prep, um, that region, Sand Hill School, South Aiken, Baptist. Um, you know, Curtis Baptist is a very good team. Um they're off to a 10 and 5 record, played a lot of public schools around Augusta. Um, and they're really good. I don't know if you have any players on that team, Rip, or not. On the no, you know, the 1A girls uh reporting is 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 a little slim, not gonna lie. Uh we got, you know, um I mean looking at even just a scoring list, Richard Wynn, Abby Lewis over Richard Wynn. Um Excuse me, averaging about 12 and a half a game, uh, kind of the leading scorer per max press right now, which which at that level, I find that a little bit hard to believe. Um, I think there's a little bit more out there, uh, girls that are scoring probably in the 15 to 20 point range. Um, but right now, the 1A, 2A levels, not a ton of score point. The 3A, 4A is doing a better job, at least on max press, of posting some scores and scores and stats, things like that. Um, but the, the 1A, 2A is, is not a ton out there. Yeah, so I had a little information in the next in the last reading, but yeah, Curtis Babbitt and I and I probably you know Tim Johnson and I hadn't touched base in a while, and I know he could give great information on that. But yeah. Curtis Babbitt definitely you know looks like the team to beat. But also there in the flex region in two A, you have Cross Schools who has been yep. dominant, and on Max Preps they're listed as a two A. But guys, that's a one A school. Yep, that's a one A school. So you know you have them in the mix also. Um, in the other region, which we call the upstate region, and that's the big one with Anderson Christian and Cambridge and Lawrence and Newberry and Richard Wynn, Wardlaw, W.W. King, Palmetto Christian of Greenwood. And that's a, a, a traditionally competitive region. And, and you have um, Richard Wynn, who, like I said, Meg, you said Abby Lewis, but Megan Brigman's a senior post player for them. Last year averaged nine points and eight rebounds. Brentson Baker, um, 
and Abby Lewis. So they kind of have a little three-headed monster there, which is pretty good. But Cambridge um, really played well last night and, and took them down. Um, they have a young lady named Jillian. I, I almost call it this. I don't know if it's Maps or Mapes. I apologize. Um, she averaged 12 I points. believe it's Mapes, but Mapes. Yeah, she averaged 12 points a game last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Izzy Southern on, coming up on that team, too. So, you know, they made it to the 1A state championship last game. And, you know, I, I said before the season that's going I, my too early to forecast was Curtis Babis and Lawrence in the state championship. But, you know, I think Cross Schools is making a play for that. And, you know, yeah. Charles Collegiate is, is, you know, they're missing a post player. But other than that, they're, they're solid on guards. And, you know, they can shoot well enough and play defense enough to kind of hang around with some of those teams, I think. Yeah, I think cross schools is going to be interesting because I think that their flex region, boys and girls, um, that, that's always an interesting spot. You know, I was talking, uh, you know, Adam Jarecki, obviously, who's our football coach and, and other assistant AD with me at Wilson Hall. You know, he was at Calhoun back when they were a flex team in our region. I think y'all were still in the region at the time. Uh, it was us, y'all, um, OP, um, uh, Lawrence Manning, obviously, and then Calhoun was a 2A school at the time in a 3A region because their other region been so far away. And it does make challenges come playoff seeding time. Uh, you have to be really intentional about finding other games against your classification early on. Um, but even that can be difficult because you're not really giving a true look of what your team is mm -hmm. at the end of a season. So, yeah, you might, you know, Cross may have played a bunch of 1A schools or, 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 early in the year, but that might not show where they are at the end of the year. And that can be tough for the committee to see, um, you know, when you've got that flex region spot. Right. So um, it's, it's, yeah, I'm very curious to see what, how that's going to go down, but that's kind of our one. A I'm sorry. There's not more information to throw out there. Yeah. One a you mentioned now you mentioned Conway Christian on there. I did. Yeah. The three and O um, you know, obviously played more than three games. Again, that's where it gets hard. You got some teams like Lawrence Academy or K, you know, that Lawrence Academy, Cambridge, Richard Wynn region usually does a pretty good job reporting their stuff. Yeah, we I mean, really Lawrence appreciate is, that. Lawrence Academy is 13 and one. Yeah. They I won mean, in a row. Cambridge is nine and three. That's, you know, we knew that from volleyball also. They had some very good athletes. That's, really, that's right. Um, so we appreciate that region doing a lot. I agree. I think Charles Collegiate is better than their record. Um, down there at, 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 in, uh, on Johns Island. I think that's a, I saw them last year with what was a pretty young team, and they've got it still kind of young. I mean, they were so young last year. They're still kind of young this year. Right. I'll be surprised to see them make some noise come playoff time. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're close, man, and they're just going to keep getting better. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think they can compete with the, the top three right now, but I think they're good enough to get to that Final Four. And as a young team, I always felt like that's a really good goal. That's if, huge, I, yeah. if I can get that final four and that's, that's a step, you know, teams learn to win. You know, you hear that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cliche, but that's, that's the truth of the matter is teams really learn to win. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move over into two A. And in two A, you have um, three regions. And um, like I said, this region two and two A has that flex region. So let's go down region one first. And, and region one has Andrew Jackson, Calhoun, Cathedral, Clarendon Hall, Dorchester and St. John's Christian. Okay. So currently, um, let's see, Dorchester, you know, once again, are four and two cathedrals, eight and five. Um, Andrew Jackson is eight and seven. Um, St. John's Christian is five and five. So, I mean, I, you can't, you got to still assume cathedral. Look, a lot's happened at cathedral. Let's don't beat around the bush. You know, they, they have a coaching mm -hmm. change, they lost some players from last year's team. Um, you might have a better insight on who their players are. I have I have kind of preseason stuff, and I'm not even sure who's still there anymore. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, for Cathedral, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, they've obviously gone through some stuff over there with uh, the coaching change, which also led to a little roster turnover. Uh, not – I ask you this. We're, I'm going to go off on a different tangent here, uh, if you'll if you'll allow me. It's interesting to me, more so in girls' basketball, it seems, than in boys. But I, I don't know if it's intentional by design, but a lot of the stronger teams, especially as you get up in the 3A, 4A range, have very small rosters. Like even Cathedral. Cathedral is playing right now with like seven or eight girls in their roster. Not and and, and good girl. I mean, strong players. I mean, you've got you look at the 4A we'll get to later, but I mean the hand the, the Heathwoods, the Trinities, the Northwood. I mean, traditionally the last few years, they've had seven or eight players on the roster even listed. Um, I know there's a lot of other sports. I know the rise of club volleyball, I think, is playing into that a little bit more. I think that um you know, girls get ready for softball in our area. A lot of the girls that don't play because they're ready for softball. But it's interesting. I feel like in the boys, the higher level teams, you still got 13, 14, 15 guys on a roster. The girls isn't quite that way. It's just an interesting trend. I don't know. Yeah, so we can talk about that. We're talking about girls basketball. This falls under it. Now, this is not my opinion on this one, even though it is my opinion, but this is not just my opinion. From talking to coaches, okay. this is the quote that I've had multiple coaches say, you know, roundabout. And this is not me trying to be some kind of way because it has affected my program as well. Sure. Club volleyball has ruined high school sports. That's the that's the quote that's been told to me multiple times. Yeah. High school girls sports. And and travel softball. Travel yeah. ball in period. Not not trying travel to ball. Sport. Yeah, not trying yeah. to sing out of sport. But for yeah. basketball, it seems to be the, you know, your volleyball players, basketball players, most of the time are pretty similar girls, right? Yeah. You know, the same type. And now, another factor of this, now this is more my opinion, not people talking to me. Okay, so I, yeah. I want to clarify that. This is this is just me talking. I think the social media in the world and the culture that the kids live in, they look at a, I can't play as good. Like, I, I'm not like that, so I don't need to play that sport. And we have a society yeah. making you want to be good at something, where the reality is you can only get to play high school sports once. Mm. It's a special time in your life. Go play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go, go play. Them. Oh, yeah. And that's my personal opinion. Just play. Have fun with your friends. Yeah. And um, play for your school and in front of your friends and have them cheer and have those yeah. cross-town rivalries and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not one. I'm not saying travel sports are bad. Man, please don't think I'm saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But my point on this is, like, I think people look at Twitter and they see highlights like, oh, wow, that girl is really good. She can cross over, go behind the back, do this and the other. That's a, what a basketball yeah. player looks like. And I don't look like that, so I'm not going to try it. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. I think is I think that's a big part of it in our school settings. Because you're right. Yeah. I play I play three teams this year, Rip, that have six girls. Yeah. And we only have eight, and that's with no seniors and two juniors. So I mean, we're, yeah. we're freshmen and sophomore. I mean, you know, we're we're similar in the same boat. And yeah. some of it I think is people specializing. And and that's I mean, we had people who didn't play because of volleyball and softball. Yeah. So you know well, and I think I, and, and there's some schools and we've seen this happen before too. We seen have more two with schools where where you do have a, a turnover of a roster as the politically correct thing, way to say that I guess, and you have other kids in school who don't keep playing because of that, and so yeah, your top six or seven are really really good, but there's no bench behind it. Well, no, and, I agree, um, I agree with that with the other schools, and that's and that's I think the more rural schools deal with the problems that I just talked about. But yes, you're right. I think you're correct. Right. Look, schools that turn over a roster, they they hurt their programs. Yeah, unless they turn over that roster every once or two years. Which some yeah. do. Which some do, which some are able to. But yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think more so in our in our area, I think is unique. 
where I do think softball, you know, maybe another one that that we don't see the effects of a lot is travel soccer. Um, I think in the more, I think in your, your Charleston, your Columbia's, your areas where travel soccer is really, really big. I think, I mean, that is a year, like I had a kid today come to me, a middle school kid that wanted to run track. And he said, Hey coach, I'm trying to talk my mom into it. I love running. I'd love to run, but I'm playing on two soccer teams this spring. And I was like, what do you mean two soccer teams? He's like, well, I want to play for the school. And my club team is still playing during school season. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Well, that's yeah, man. Like, that's going to be a lot on your body and that's tough. And, but they, but their soccer culture, I mean, it's, it is a year round thing. I mean, it is stop. And and softball, which we see a lot of, you know, softball at certain levels is almost year. I mean, they take off maybe December, January, but, but I mean, I've had girls that play volleyball for me in the fall that got travel ball tournaments every other weekend in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so it it is tough for us. I mean, I think that's a, that's, it's a tough topic for us to talk about too. I think it is. We have to be careful. I don't want to come off on any any type of way. Correct. That's that's why that's why I say it's tough. But it, it, it is an interesting trend. Coach Rector and I talked about it the day. Um, you know, we played Trinity Collegiate last last week. They had six players. Now they were six very good players. Yeah. It's six players are awesome. You know, Heathwood had seven or eight. You know, uh, like I said, Northwood traditionally, you know, Janelle's had really, really good teams, but there hasn't been a ton of depth there. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I should reach out to one of them and just say, Hey, what is this by design? Is this because you can't get their kids to play? I mean, what's going on in your school? That might be an interesting conversation. No, I, I think it might be, and I don't think it's um. You know, we're not. We're just talking, man. We're not trying to yeah. down anybody. Look, I'm no, mean, no. I, I'm just all trends. Yeah, I mean, I got basketball girl that's beginning of the basketball season. She was still playing, you know, travel soccer, and you could tell sometimes. Yeah, I'm tired, oh, man. Yeah. You're tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, For I had sure. a football player who had a soccer tournament. I mean, what are you doing? You're getting your yeah. killing yourself. <laughs> you know I mean? and, and it wasn't like every week or anything. Yeah. They're just trying to be loyal to their their teams and finish up and stuff That's like right. that. But um, right. it's tough. But anyway, all right. So all right, let's move. Sorry. Off, back that, in- off that tangent. Sorry, yeah. I got you off. Now we're back. Let's go. Yeah, so Cathedral in that region one still looks like the front runner to, yeah. to all that we we see. Now, region two is that flex region. Now, it has Buford um, on the girls. Let's see. They don't have Bethesda. Colin Prep, Holy Trinity, Patrick Henry, Thomas Hayward. And then they have the other flex on the 1A. But, you know, I saw Buford play, and, you know, they were in the finals last year. They they, they lost a couple of really good players, but they're solid. They they still have a good guard, and, and um, Coach Chip Dinkins down there. Um, you know, we played Colin Prep, and Belinda McCoy, who used to be at Patrick Henry, is a really good coach, yeah. actually coaching all four teams there. Um, and, and they're playing really solid, and they have yeah really good player, younger a lady, um senior, last name's White. She's tough. Um, she's, she's a tough matchup inside, outside. Um, she, she's, she's going to be, you know, I think she's a pretty good player for that region. Um, I haven't seen Patrick Henry, but I know they have some really good athletes right now. Thomas Hayward is a little down. So that region I, I say is kind of, I guess, would wide open. I, I think I would Buford calling yep. probably, you know, and Buford only three and six, according to max preps. Um, but should be interesting that, that region, I don't know if anybody in that region looks like I hadn't seen Patrick Henry enough. Um, but you know, they're four and six. I don't think anybody in that region's got the team that's going to compete necessarily for the state championship. But I think 2A is pretty wide open. So it's hard to say that. And really- yeah, I, th- I think 2A is definitely, definitely wide open. Um, uh, by the way, break, breaking news on the podcast. Uh, Bill Belichick obviously let go yesterday. The Patriots have already hired a new head coach, Jared Mayo, youngest head coach yeah. in the NFL, 37 years old. Wow. He's younger than me. I, me too. Me too, Rip. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good hire. 
by the way. All right, we got to get back to girls basketball. Yep, yep. sorry. Sorry, I just, I just looked at my phone and it came up breaking news. Like, ooh. Break, yeah, I mean, I, I respect it. On the Region 3, the PD region, you have Dylan Christian, Lee Academy, Marlboro, Conway Christian, and the Kings. And I think the Kings is going to going to win this region. Um, I don't know. I mean, we play a couple of those teams, and I get to see those teams a little more because they're around here. Um, you know, the, what Kings has a difference is they have Kate Buckley and, um, she's down in the middle. She's tall. She's a good volleyball player as well. Um, she's also, I call her a sniper. She's a good sniper, not shooting basketball, but she's like clay shooting. I think she's like phenomenal at that too for Kings. Yeah. <laughs> and her mom, her mom's volleyball coach. She, she's got a, a sports family, but she got hurt last year and it really hurt them down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, if they continue, they get better guard play. I think that's the team to watch in that region, but it's very competitive. I mean, that team, that region is going to be very competitive. I hadn't seen Conway Christian, so I don't want to mm-hmm. you know, skip over them and just don't have enough records on them. But, yep. yeah, I'm curious to see. Now, what kind of stats you have on some of these? Um, so, so yeah, scoring-wise, I mean, again, not a ton. You've got uh, Andrew Jackson, appreciate their coach putting their stuff in. Looks like McKinley Beard and Bella Kerrig are leading the way for them with 12, 11 points a game. Uh, right now, your leading scorer in in two A girls is Lillian Lucas from Patrick Henry, averaging fourteen points a game right now um, for for Patrick Henry's team, and and that's uh, that's the top of our leaderboard there for the two A girls. Yeah, and and, and any time you get those playoff situations, if you have a, a key player like that, you know sometimes you kind of lean on that girl. So in that mm-hmm. region too, you know you're looking at the girl averaging fourteen points a game. You know maybe that's going to push Patrick Henry in that region. Yeah. You know, all right, so three A. I'm obviously a lot more familiar with. We yeah. probably can talk a little more about this. So three mm-hmm. A first, you got the Hilton Head region. You have Hilton Head yeah. Christian, Hilton Head Prep, and John Paul. So let's sit on this region for a second. Yeah, um, Hilton Head Christian is the favorite, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that we we all would be able to, to mm-hmm. go with that. Now they have, I mean, they they're a really good team. They have Devin Yard. Um, she's been a part of state championships down there forever. Um, you know, she's a good student athlete and she's a very good player, but they're, you know, Morgan Scott, I think she's their post player. She is um, really tough down low, great rebounder. Um, you know, she came over from May River a couple years ago um, or last year. And um, she, she she's good enough to come up and hit that elbow shot, you know, but mm-hmm. she's really physical and really good rebounder. Um, but Hamia Hutchison, what makes them go? Yeah. Um, she, she started at Estill High School and then came over when they closed down to Hilton Head Christian at her sophomore year. Um, you know, she's going to play college ball somewhere. She's not real big, but, man, she gets downhill and she is tough. I mean, she's very, very savvy with the ball, very quick. She can trade her own points. She had 2,448 points coming into her senior year. Wow. Yeah, from because she played. And Mar- she's, averaging, she's averaging 18 and a half a game her senior year. So she's added at least probably 200 to 300 of that already. Yeah, I mean, she was able to, at Estill, at public school, she was playing varsity earlier. So this is her yeah. sixth year playing varsity basketball. Wow. And, um, yeah, she can flat out go. And so, I mean, those that, that's the favorite team to win win 3A. Now, that being said, their region's pretty doggone good. Yeah. Um, John Paul, according to Max Preps, is 7-3. Um you know, Hilton Head Christian is seven and five, but they they played a pretty tough schedule. Um, but I have them down as a, a loss in their in their region, according to match preps. And I don't I don't know who that could be. I didn't get that reported. I'm gonna have to look that one up there, Rip. But but um, I was about to say John Paul, I think he's a really good basketball team. Yeah. Um I hope you can't hear that. So I'm gonna make sure that I didn't what are we 
We can't. I can't hear yours. Or maybe that's mine. I don't know. We're both. We're both looking up ads on uh, Max Reps right now. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I don't see that something might be wrong there. Like I do not even know the teams that Hilton Head Christian has played. Right. Yeah. Like none of them. No. Um, you know they beat they beat Hilton Head. They lost a great right. collegiate by eight um, last well, week. The, well, talk. We'll talk about a big weekend for Hilton Head Christian. They they play Hilton Head Prep tonight. Host Hilton Head Prep yes. in a big robbery game. And then they must be playing in a showcase tomorrow. They're playing Camden High School. Camden High School, oh, wow. where Joyce Edwards, number one player in the country, plays. Those yes. two teams square off tomorrow in one of these uh, one of these MLK weekend show showdowns. Yeah, well, in Hilton Head Prep, um, you know, yeah, they don't have enough to compete with Hilton Head Christian, but they have a really good player as well. And I bet she her name is on that scoreboard too. It's probably one of the leading scorers in three A. For Hilton Head Prep, yeah, Courtney Campbell. Courtney Campbell yes. averaging twenty five a game. Yeah, she she can play, and she um she's very savvy. Um, I, I like I said, I don't think it'll be enough for against the Eagles, but she can flat out play. So, and John Paul, what do you have John on Paul. John Paul? Uh, Brady Mahoney, Brady Mahoney averaging yeah. 15.8 a game. Shout out that region, man. I appreciate y'all putting yourself on here. You got your scores on here, you got your stats. Um, it just helps us out a lot. And, and you can tell a lot of times, region by region, that different regions make the commitment to, hey, we're going to use max preps, <laughs> we're going to put our scores on, we're going to put our kids out there, and it just helps a lot. Uh, we're just coordinating a little bit and us, us seeing that kind of stuff. So we we appreciate you, Hilton Head Region. Thank you for putting yourself on there. Yeah. Well, so then the region, and that's going to be very competitive. John John Paul, you know, we talked about this earlier. They beat Hilton Head Christian for the first time in volleyball this year. So I yep. know they're also wanting to follow suit, I'm oh, sure, yeah. in basketball. So should be a little rivalry kind of forming there as well, not just with Hilton Head Prep. Now, Region 2, um, that's our region. So – uh, we played Christian Academy last night. They're they're the toast of our region, um, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, they're they're a really good team. Um, Jason Warren's done a really good job with them. Um, you know, it starts with with the Owens girls, um, especially the senior Grace. Um, she's a really good shooter. She really stretches the defense, and you have to pay her a lot of attention. But they're very solid. Like last night, we held we held Grace to two points the first half, but that freed up um, what's her name Jackson, I think, and she. Scored 12 points in the first half, you know, and I kind of had yeah. to take my medicine on that. That's, you know, yep. I mean, that's right. You know, we, did, we did a good job on their post player, Peyton Rumley. She's a very good player. I mean, they're very solid and made the other girls try to beat us, and they, and they did, you know, and they did. And they played really good defense. So they actually play Wilson Hall tonight, I believe, right? We do. Yep. We are, as of right now, still on. So we're heading over to the island tonight. Well, sorry I didn't wear them out much at all. So, um, so I apologize to Coach Rector for not helping wear them down because yeah. <laughs> we, we did nothing of the sort. But, um, but yeah, they're a very good team, and I think they're they're going to be around in the playoffs late. Um, the rest of our region, I think, you know, PD probably right now is is probably the second best team in our region. But I think it's it's a lot of parity after that. Um, Williamsburg, um, we play Carolina tonight. That's a pretty big region game for yeah. playoff stuff. I don't think either one of us going to win the region, but you know, I think it puts us in position to make a playoff. It's a pretty important game. Um, they have a, a young lady, Ruby Kate Amos, who's a really good player. Um, too shoots the ball extremely well, and she's scoring a lot. Um, PD Academy, just off the top of my head, um, Lizzie McCaskill, I believe is her last name, left-handed mm -hmm. and really fast. And, and, um, she's a good athlete in all sports. Um, great defender. Um, and for Florence Christian, it was Emerson Poston, freshman point yep. guard. And she, and, you know, not to brag on Emerson too much. It's hard to talk about your own players, Rip, you know, but if I was yeah, talking no, about. but I mean, I'll talk on her. I mean, Emerson, Emerson's a really good player, man. She is, uh. She's good with the basketball in her hand. She makes moves. She can knock a shot down when it's given to her and and really, you know, averaging – essentially averaging 12 points a game, which kind of surprised me a little bit because I feel like she's 
Um, you know, she's she can she can score. I mean, she yeah. she's a really strong player. Well, she's a pass first point guard on a team that yep. needs her to shoot every time. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes that's hard. I, I you know, so she makes the right basketball IQ play. Yeah. For basketball, but sometimes I'm like, hey, I know that girl's kind of open, but you are also kind of open. Why don't you go ahead and shoot that? Yeah. You know, and, and it's, that's a tough yeah. mentality to teach a kid, hey, I need you to be a little more selfish, will you? You know, and um, yeah. that's right. But, uh, but she's she's starting to be a good leader, too. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. Her character's growing. She, hey, she's a 14-year-old kid, you yeah. know? I mean, so um, yeah. she's going to be a good one. Uh, region three, um, and I don't know. I mean, if you want to spurt off some stats from that region, too, before we move on. No, no, we're good. No, we got it. We, we are going to run short on time here, so we yeah. got to keep talking. So, Region 3, you know, that's the Spartanburg region, and I don't have much on on any of those players. I know that, you know, Greenwood Christian um, mm-hmm. is probably going to win that region, I guess, with the girls. Yeah, I mean, records are tough, and, and that, that region, I think, is going to be a lot more wait and see on how that region, the region play shakes out, because right. there's there's not a lot. I mean, a lot of the records are kind of rough. I think we talked about last time. A lot of those girls teams are kind of victims of their boys teams that are playing a really tough schedule, local schedule, and and they're you know taking some tough games right now on the girls side. But I think I don't think their teams are, are the records are quite indicative of where those teams are. Yeah, I mean Shannon Forest beat Spartanburg Day. That's the only region game that's been played in that region yeah. I think so far. Um, I could be wrong. Um, maybe Oak Brook Prep. I don't know. But, um, yeah, but not a lot on there as far as stats either for that region. Um, yeah. Not not only for the girls' side. You know, the final region, um, you know, is that OP region. Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, Northside Christian, OP, Palmetto Christian, Thomas Sumter. And, you know, OP is, is, has, has had a great year. The Lambrick mm-hmm. sisters, the point guard, um, yep. she's really solid. Very, She's competitor. Um, yeah. You know, they're very balanced, you know, yep. and um, I like their post player as well. She's really good. I can't think of her name. I wish I had it. The Yance, the Yance girl. Yes, um, Yance. She's really Yeah, but so we we played them on Wednesday night, and, and it's a traditional kind of – I say a traditional Jan Sotomar team. I mean, they play hard. They get after it. They press you. They, you know, they play at a pretty fast pace offensively even as well. Like, they get a good look. It's it's going up, and 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 they shoot the ball pretty well. I mean, their OP is going to be – you know, as a team, is pretty strong now – I'll be interested. Palmetto Christian also pretty strong this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and with with Koki Suddeth, Koki Suddeth averaging twenty five point four points per game right now for Palmetto Christian. Um, I know they beat Lawrence Manning. I think last week they 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 play our girls in a couple weeks. They're playing some four A teams too. Palmetto Christian is an interesting one. Yeah, we played them last year in the playoffs, and they were young, and we knew they were young. And Koki, she's trouble. I mean, she is absolutely more athletic than she looks. Because I mean, she's six foot tall, easy. You know, she's yeah. six foot tall and can go out there and shoot NBA threes and, you know, dribble and she's strong and physical. Mm-hmm. So she's inside. She can score at three levels. And, um, yeah, she's just going to keep getting better. She has a younger sister also. So she has some size too. Yeah. I think she might have been eighth grade or ninth grade last year. So I probably much improved as well with both of them. So, you know, I think that's they're going to be a good team. And, you know, Northside Christian mm-hmm. have a bad record. I just don't know, yeah. you know, what their schedule. They're nine and four. Yeah. You know, Northside's so, got a pretty good little team too. That that region is is going to be pretty pretty good. I think pretty well representative come playoff time. Um, that region will have some good good representatives there. Right. So all right. Well, let's move into four A. So you've seen a lot more. You know, I say that I I played half of them. It feels like, but I know yeah. what happened. But, <laughs> um, you know, we've seen we've seen quite a few as well. So let's let's talk about four A. And the first region is Columbia region. Mm-hmm. Well, and, big um, big big game last weekend was Carter Newman beating Augusta Christian. I think that kind of surprised people a little bit um Augusta off to a really good start and that's kind of that 3-4 game there Heathwood 
Um, you know, Heath would kind of your presumed top team. Lauren Jacobs picked up an offer from University of Florida this week, averaging 30.2 points per game for Heathwood. Um, you know, they've also got the Monsanto girl averaging 14 and a half a game. Uh, then you've got Hammond. Hammond coming in with um, the Samira Khalil, uh, uh, Winthrop. No, Elon commit. Elon yeah. commit. Uh, Samira averaging 20 points per game. We played them a couple weeks ago, and she's got a good supporting cast around her as well. Um, and then you've got uh, the, the the next three teams there. Augusta, Carter Newman, I think, is a little improved from last year. They're pretty down last year, but they seem to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, and I think that was a, kind of an upset win in the, in the region, beating Augusta like that, for sure. Yeah. Kind of and sorry. they play again next Tuesday at Augusta. The tournament. So that's going to be a big game, and, and I'm sure Augusta's going to be ready for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but Heathwood Hall, you know, Lauren Jacobs, Monsanto, that's they're, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> that's yep. gonna be tough. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Tiana draw drop drawn. Sorry, from Carter Newman, averaging twenty one points a game, leading wow. down right now. That's amazing. So, all right, let's finish up. I know we're almost out of time. How about your region? We got Wilson Hall, Lawrence Manning. Yeah, you know, Trinity Collegiate right now, kind of step above. I mean, again, one of those teams doesn't have a ton of girls in the roster, but the girls they have are really really talented. Um, they played uh, beat us the other day. They played Lawrence Manning tonight. I think us and Lawrence Manning will be a, a good matchup. Two different styles. Lawrence Manning much more guard heavy and and and, and quick. Uh, our girls got a little more size and length to them. Um, it'll be a good contrasting styles game there. That should be a pretty good one. Uh, but Trinity Trinity's kind of running running away with it there. Um, and the final region, Charleston. You know the Charleston region tonight. I want to make sure we get this in first. Baptist and Northwood playing Friday night. That's a huge region game for that region. Northwood kind of the number one team in that region right now. Um, You know, First Baptist right behind. Then you got Porter and Pinewood are also playing tonight in kind of that battle for the 3-4 spot there in that region. So, um, you know, Northwood, like I said, Alea Birch, um, leading them with 18.1 points per game, um, is kind of the leader of that team. Morgan Jones also averaging 14 a game for them, for for Coach Janelle Curtis, and a team that's shaping up. And you've got 4A at the top is going to be really, really competitive. It's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I think, you know, Northwood's beat. Um, training in two close games, they've already beaten them twice. Yep. Um, but you got first Baptist, you know, first Baptist, you never know. You got Yana Seabury, Dior Brown, they have some really good players, Gabby Moore. Um, so yep. you know, they're they're going to contend too. And you know, Porter Gal plays tough, they're well coached, so it should be, yep. it should be fun. And um, Rip, we got to get ready for the boys next week, right? So, breaking yes, up sir. The we got Battle of Podcast part two next Tuesday at Wilson Hall. Oh, Lawrence yeah, Christian coming to town, baby. It's on, baby. All right. Well, hey, man, I hope your kids feel better. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. All right. Thank you, Neil.